the Podfix Network. Breaking new ground, Adam, in three, two, and one. I'm going to hit record. 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 Okay, that's a wrap. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Well, of course, buddy. I just got my plate of food and let this meeting be called. Excellent. Okay, everybody gather around the table and let's begin. I do want to acknowledge one thing, Adam. Mm-hmm. We can't ignore that the entire outside world is currently ravaged by a coronavirus known as COVID-19. That is correct. 100%. It's rough out there, but I have good news. Oh, do tell. We could use some good news right now. Yes. We have no such issues here at Gravity Beard. Well, that makes perfect sense. This is a, is a utopian society. Well, wait till I explain and then it'll really make sense. Oh, yeah? Do we finally get rid of the wellness geese? <laughs> We're almost done rounding up the wellness geese. Okay, perfect. Yeah. But this is unrelated to that. Oh, okay. This will not surprise you, Adam. So thanks to the hard work of Chris Birkenbein and the rest of our science committee of sciencing, Mm-hmm. Everyone in our organization can move about our campus without any fears of COVID-19. Wow. What sorcery is this? I mean, that's the thing. I have no idea. I, I have no idea what they did or how they did it. I just know that we don't have to practice social distancing. We don't have to have a lockdown. No one has to work from home. Everyone is free to go about their business as usual. I am ensorcelled by this. I'm not surprised, are you? No, but you know what? I'm always, it's always good to be relieved, you know? For sure, for but sure. I expected it, but oh, thank God, you know? Yeah, I, I know we haven't sent out a memo or anything, no emails or anything about this. This is the official kind of announcement. Chris came to me and said, hey, I've got this worked out. I, I can't explain the details. Just know that there is no concern about COVID-19 anywhere at any of our facilities. Yes, that would explain his rushed entry and exit into your office the other day. Yeah, he, well, he was in a big hurry, but yeah. somehow he and his team have gotten it done. So there you go. There's the announcement. Well, uh, crack team. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. Huzzah. <laughs> Indeed. That means we are free to begin as we normally do and go over our top contributors list. I love this. In the 10th spot is Bonnie Chomo. In the 9th spot is Laura Bennett. In the 8th spot is Paul Chomo of the award-winning Varmints podcast and checking in with Chomo. Perfect. And I, I want to just pause there because that's three Chomos in a row, by the way. Yeah, they're like taking over the beardians, man. Yeah, for sure. And frankly, I'm fine with that. Yeah, same, 100%. In the seventh spot is Chris DeVos of Podcast 42. In the sixth spot is that illustrator guy, Phil Rude. And here's our top five. Number five, and I believe, I'm almost certain this is the first time he's been in the top five, Alan Hastings. Oh, cool. Welcome to the top five, friend. That is a prestigious position, Alan. So thank you for your contributions. In the four spot is Brisky Cawthon of Turn of Phrases. Yes. In the three spot is Luke Umchide. <laughs> 
in the two spot is the queen of the cafeteria, Tiff Franks. Oh, she's been feeding us good. And in the number one spot, where he's been so many times before, we have to turn to the east and give credit to where credit is due. <laughs> in the number one spot is Keith Gala of the Pop-Up Filmcast. Congratulations, brother. He has kept that library curated over the last couple of weeks, which has been very nice. So, Boy, he sure has. Lots of good selections have been rolling in. Be sure to go down there and check them out. But also, he's been doing all kinds of duties you know, in HR and other places. So he is contributing as well as he's ever has before and deserves the number one spot. Well, I think we ought to celebrate this top five with a little ditty about Chris and Adam. <laughs> 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 so much audio gold. Okay. And real quickly, I just want to recognize some other contributors as well. Yes. In no particular order, Andrew Blucas, our groundskeeper and bird turn. Tom Coe of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Leslie Morgan. Uh, Tori. And by the way, did you know that Tori has his own podcast now? What? Yeah. Everybody should check it out. It's called Hutchins Strutton. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So go listen to Tori's podcast. Also, Laura Thompson, Kate Walinga of Ignorance Was Bliss, Bob Haynes of the Cretans Guild, Corey McCord, Casey Jones, the Cheese Bandit, <laughs> Mike Cohen, Carrie Dykes, Philip Cummings. You know who that is, Adam? I sure do. My doppelganger. Other you. <laughs> Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast, Brad Cranford of my former college roommate fame, and an- another old friend of mine, David Colicchio. Man, what a what a what a great contributor list, man. Yeah, it really is. And as we said before, there's so many, many more. We could literally just list off probably 50, 60 names or more. But for the sake of time, we're gonna leave it there. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Adam, we've got some new interns. Yes. All right, so first is Stephanie Castevens Powell. And uh, she was brought to us by Les York, a childhood friend of mine who we all went to school together. So welcome, Stephanie. Next is Trina King. And lastly is Alyssa Wynn. And Adam, Alyssa is Paul Chomo's sister-in-law. Wow. Man, Paul is really making this a whole family affair. I don't know if you're keeping up with the count, but that makes five members of the Chomo tribe who are now Gravity Beard <laughs> interns. The Chomo tribe. You got to say it with a C-H. That way it's, that it's got that sound. Chomo tribe. That's right. The Chomo tribe. And... There's other Chomos out there that are on Facebook that have not joined our group. So I guess I'd issue a challenge to Paul to say, hey, bring on more Chomos. Well, you know, we could send out the GBI Intimidation Squad, you know, <laughs> and kind of just rough them up a little bit. You know, just, you know, a little baseball bat, you know, classic, and just, you know, make sure that they're they're on board. Hey, Adam, not to make this awkward, but we actually, we don't call them the Intimidation Tribe. Now we call them the Welcome Committee. Oh, oh crap. I forgot about that. My apologies. Yeah, yeah we'll send out the Welcome Committee. Now, to be fair, their methodology is the same. We've just given them a more, just a kinder name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll still get roughed up, but it, it'll be by the welcome committee. Yeah. And, and I think they have a welcome wagon. So it's like, a, it's a, even, it's a friendly, you know, it's, which is a van. It's a black van. But yeah. Yeah. With no windows. Correct. Well, yeah. They don't come yeah. with those. Right. Adam, we actually have something that I don't think we've ever had before. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Can't wait. We have a returning intern. Oh, yes. I, man, I was so excited to see this return. I couldn't even talk about it. 
Yeah, that's right. So returning to the fold is the great Brian Shampoo. Welcome back, man. We have missed you. We are glad of your return. We hope that we don't blow it again, you know, and uh, we're glad to have you back. Yeah, definitely. Now, he made his return back on March the 18th, presumably looking for a safe haven from the coronavirus. You know, as far as we're concerned, the reason's not important. We're just thrilled to have him back. Yeah, 100%, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Adam, how about we move on to birthdays? I love birthdays. All right, here's all of the interns that have birthdays coming up this month in April. So a couple of days ago was the birthday of my brother-in-law, Chris Knowles. That was on April the 3rd. Adam, did you know that yesterday was the birthday of the Russian bear? Russian bear? Wow. Yeah, and and Mother Russia, a birthday has you. (laughs) Yeah. It's super interesting. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Sharing a birthday with the Russian bear is Graham Spell and Chris Burks, a couple of friends of mine. That's that Man, I don't know if they should say that out loud. Russian bear might get wind of it. I think he celebrates the day only by himself when shares it with no one. Okay, well then, I'm sorry, Graham and Chris, your birthday is now uh, today on the 5th. Yeah, happy birthday, guys. Yeah, happy birthday today. Oh, and actually, I missed one more uh, today, because uh, his was also yesterday, but it, it is no longer, and that's right. Tyler Grisham. Now, that's not a name that we've used on the show very often. He's the guy that gave me the nickname Toaf. Okay, so then he should be elevated to legendary status. <laughs> <laughs> well... We'll take that under advisement, but for now, we're just going to say happy birthday, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple for now. Yeah. Coming up soon on the 15th is my mother-in-law, Donise Cummings. On the 20th is the birthday of Laura Thompson. Ah, uh, yes. On 420. Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. On 422 is Trey Caldwell. On 423 is the birthdays of twin sisters, Chris Cox and Karen Little, who were friends of mine uh, way back in high school. Oh, cool. That's yeah. fun. And a fun fact about them, their mother was a former Miss Norway. Wow. Yeah. Is that a big competition over there? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I've never entered the Miss Norway competition, Adam. I thought you were up on your uh, beauty pageant stuff. Mm, yes, but um, only in Eastern European countries, not in the Scandinavian countries. Ah, oh, man. Crap. Well, that's good to know. I'll have to brush yeah. up. Yeah, so if you have any questions about... Eastern European beauty contest. I'm your guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Yep. On the 27th is the birthday of the very funny Carolyn Healy. On the 28th is the birthday of an old friend of mine, Chris Boris. And on the 29th, rounding out the month of birthdays, uh, I'm not sure which one because their Facebook profile is combined, but it's either the birthday of Trisha or Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench, or it's both of their birthdays. I have no idea. We'll never know. We'll never know. One or the other or both of them has a birthday on the 29th. So happy birthday to one or both of you. Man, hopefully we get some hot kazoo action again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any Anytime you'd like to give us some hot kazoo action, ladies, <laughs> we are ready. <laughs> Words I never thought I would say out loud. Yeah. Well, now you have. <laughs> like so many times on this show, I immediately wonder if that was the right thing to do. it's too late it's on the internet forever (laughs) moving on (laughs) yep and speaking of moving on how's that for a segue keith (laughs) i've been laughing at that ever since the episode dropped (laughs) let's talk about some facility upgrades dude 
I think you know that I hate facility upgrades. You hate facility upgrades. <laughs> Said no one ever. These are the best. <laughs> Whoa, got me, buddy. You <laughs> got me on your that one. face. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I fell for that. I know. Classic blunder. All right, so Adam, I have a single facility upgrade to announce, and this is big, big, big. This might be our biggest facility upgrade announcement we've ever done on the show. It's a bold statement. Aside from possibly HQ2 or buying the island that we that we bought last year. Yeah, those were huge. I don't know. Those are those are pretty big ones, man. Barring those, this is probably a top five facility upgrade announcement. Are you ready? Yeah, I can't wait. So inspired by Phil Rude's video of him playing guitar, I am pleased to announce plans for the GBI Performance Park. Yes. Let me explain the details. As I move along, I think you're just going to get more and more excited. So it'll be located just beyond the west side of the quad, and it'll feature a 10,000-seat outdoor amphitheater and a 5,000-seat indoor auditorium. There will also be classrooms and smaller theaters, uh, three with about 150 seats and three with about 50 seats. Those will be for local community theater and kids programs. We'll have a celebrity chef to be announced later. Uh, He has been in touch with TIFF to operate a restaurant cooking classes. And this is the part that I'm really excited about. There's going to be an outside area that transitions back into the quad, and it's going to have a playground and splash pad for kids, as well as an outdoor garden, thanks to our groundskeeper, Andrea Blucas. And this area will be perfect for street performers of all kinds. This is huge. Um, I really love like the street performer area because we can actually have both, not only mimes. I mean, I know people don't like mimes, but you know, I think we're pretty open here. But I love street performers. And so we can, I do too. Uh, yeah, and, and we do have a credentialing uh, system set up in, in a space location. So everyone will have an area in, the, in a specific time that they can be performing. Yeah, absolutely. The GBI Performance Park will be home to annual festivals, the GBI Talent Show, and many, many other performing arts programs. For example, Adam, we've already been contacted by A list performers and celebrities to perform concerts, magic, improv stand up, and live theater productions in this new state-of-the-art facility. You know, I can't stress enough how much I love magic performances. I do too. You know, they're just, they're just so great, and you don't hear about them often. And, you know, I will say, though, that the celebrity chef, he's going to have to, you know, get his act together because Tiff does not run a loose ship. That thing is tight as a drum. Yeah, for sure. One more thing about this. Adam, a facility like this requires a very large staff, so we have a variety of positions to fill. So we need teachers for kids and adult classes. We need a tech team, a program team, and many others. So if anybody's interested, please reach out if you'd like to fill any of these positions. Yeah, I think we we should probably put Laura Thompson and Leslie Morgan uh, in charge of teaching classes on badassery and how to kick ass just by existing. That should be right on the top of the curriculum. Yeah, I agree. All right, ladies. Well, uh, if you or anybody else is interested, please let us know. Yeah. Moving on, Adam, it's time to announce not one, but two promotions. Ooh, I love these. So if you remember, we promised at our last meeting that at this meeting, we would have a surprise for Brisky. Yes. Well, Brisky, I am thrilled to announce we would like to make you the head of the theater department at the new GBI Performance Park. Oh, man. How cool. There is no better candidate than than she. Absolutely. Now, 
I'm going to leave it up to you, Brisky, whether or not you want to teach or focus on the technical side of things. Just get back to us and let us know. But either way, congratulations on your new position. Yep. And whenever your you know baby intern is ready, then you know we'll bring him into the him into the fold as well. No question about it. Hashtag you're kicking me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have a second promotion, and this actually came up very very recently, just in the last few days. A couple of times I've I've brought up members of my improv troupe on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, Wolfgang Floresca, who is a very very funny guy. We were in a conversation yesterday, and he was mentioning that when he was at our March staff meeting last month, and he heard us promote Phil Rude to the head of security over children and small adults. Yeah. So he applied to be Phil's deputy of sorts. Okay. And I said, well, hey, you could just you know, be his partner. And he said, no, I, I don't quite have the resume that Phil had. Mm-hmm. And so he's happy to be his understudy. Now, I told him that the position comes with robust on-the-job training, and he was... He was very pleased that the position had the potential for upward mobility. Yeah, because, I mean, what other position is going to give you a can-can right out the bat? You know, right out of the gate. Exactly. That's right. So he concluded our conversation by saying this, and this is just confirmation that he's more than qualified for the position. He committed to wearing the uniform with pride and honor and would bring Bushido to the position. As long as it's not Bullshido, then we're fine. Adam, do you know what Bushido is? Why don't you explain it for all of us? Bushido, of course, is the code of honor and morals developed by Japanese samurai. Yes, I actually did know that because I studied ninjutsu for quite a while. Technically against the samurai, but in Japanese art form. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, congratulations, Wolfgang, on your new position. I ask you, do you know what Bushido is? I have no idea. I'll tell you. It's a noun. It's a martial arts fraud, especially exaggerated or fraudulent claims regarding the biography, lineage, skills, or experience of martial arts instructors. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit different from the Bushido code. If you practice Bushido, then we might have to, you know, kind of reevaluate his positioning. No, none whatsoever. He brings puns, he brings honor, and he brings Bushido. <laughs> as long as he brings honor, then we're good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Adam, how about a dress code update? We need those. This one comes from Elimination Paul. Perfect. It's called the Man Onesie. <laughs> and what this is designed to do is it's a fix for men who are tired of their their tuck their tuck shirt bunching down mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. tuck it in. It's a common problem. And so basically what this is. The way I would describe it is it looks like a standard polo-style pullover, short sleeve shirt, but the bottom looks like a legless onesie for, for babies, essentially. Yes. Yeah, kind of like a leotard or a unitard. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I would not put this in the category of useless inventions. No, 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 no. But, but I w- it does come with this warning. It's really, really important to wear pants with this item because mm. if you don't, it really accentuates... You know, the full package. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and I can see how somebody who would want to go without pants because you, you, you know, everything's just all kind of squared away. You wouldn't think oh, yeah. that you, you oh, oh crap, I got to put on pants now. It's a common mistake to make with this particular dress code item. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, folks, wear pants. Yeah, <laughs> please. 
Adam, how about some announcements and advisories? We need these, man. I tell you what, we need them. Desperately. So the first one comes out of the cafeteria, Adam. Ooh. Hey, it comes to us from Brad Cranford of my former college roommate fame. Of course. We have a new promotional partner. I am proud to announce a GBI exclusive partnership with Rocket Lawyer and Kellogg's to provide a fast breakfast legal service available <laughs> now in the cafeteria. <laughs> Man, I you know what? Those are uh, kind of like nuts and gum. I didn't realize I needed those two things together. Right? I agree. But let me explain because it can be a little confusing because okay. not often do you... Do you combine a, a popular breakfast item with an online legal service? True. But what, what this does is, and listen, we don't want this to happen to anyone. This is terrible when this happens to a couple. But these are Pop-Tarts, Kellogg's Pop-Tarts, and they come in a variety of flavors, as, as you know. Mm-hmm. And when you open up the Pop-Tarts, they have pre-prepared divorce papers inside. Man, and, and they're fresh. You know, they're so fresh. Yeah. They smell like divorce, which is the most freeing thing you can smell. Yeah, and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. If, if you prefer, they have icing on top. Oh, gosh. Where, where were these whenever I was getting divorced? Exactly. So you get a, a nutritious and delicious breakfast item and a quick and easy way to terminate your, your marriage. You know, they, they, have, uh, fre- they have candles that are scented with freshly uh, signed divorce papers. So I think that'd be a really good companion to this item. Well, it depends on if you want to finalize your divorce in the morning or in the evening. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. That's a good point. Yeah, or like in the bath, you know? Yeah, put on some, some nice music. Yeah. If that's the case, then go with the with the scented candles and divorce papers. If you want to knock it out the first thing in the morning, go with the with the Pop-Tart divorce papers. Which is really the best, the better option. Start your day off right. Yeah, just get that done and then move on with your day. Yeah, you got things to do. Yeah, Okay. This next one, Adam, is a departmental announcement from the Science Committee of Sciencing. It comes to us from our MVP, Keith. Of course. They're working on a new project. I'm not going to get into the details. I'm just going to say that they're studying the question, how thick does lake ice need to be to support Godzilla? Oh, man. Oh, this is such a good question. We need to know the answer to this. Well, and I, I'm going to make a another huge facilities announcement next month at next month's meeting in may mm-hmm. and when i do this project and that's why we're starting it now is going to make much more sense oh uh, that's well good I, I i can't wait to find out more about it yeah so stay tuned for that the next one is a travel advisory also from keith now we do these one uh to make sure that you have any necessary warnings to be aware of when you're traveling or to give you great ideas on where to go on vacations when you have your time off from from work. Perfect. And again, we're not going to get into the details. I'm just going to tell you, pass this along from Keith, that United Airlines now has a new Star Wars-themed Boeing 737. How amazing is that, dude? Amazing. So as you're planning your, your next trip on your time off, maybe, maybe travel on a Star Wars-themed Boeing 737. Yeah, you know, Boeing is, is always kind of leading the charge. And uh, I think that if my son knew about this, he would literally lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, also a lot of grown adults would do the same. Yeah, I'm one of them. Although I think they should really put more into the interior design of the Star Wars theme. But you can sit on the like the Rebels or the Empire side. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, you have that option. Mm-hmm. Adam, I am pleased to bring you the next event 
that is going to be held in the quad. Oh, good. I was just wondering about the calendar of events there. Yeah, so this one comes to us from Philip Cummings. Other you. Yay. <laughs> I love that guy. This is called, and, and actually you and I talked about this, and you were very, very excited, the Heavy Metal Knitting Championships. Oh, man, I'm so glad this is coming. Yes, dude. Yes. So let me explain how this happened because it's really interesting. So Philip, who, like you, is a metal fan, of course, was traveling overseas in Finland. And I don't know if you know this, but the Scandinavian countries, way into metal. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm aware of that fact. Yep. He's traveling over there and he runs into none other than, I don't know if you're going to believe this, Muri Heikkinen. What? Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, the 2014 metal knitting champion. Metal knitting champion. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's that's incredible. What what a lucky uh, happenstance. Well, and well, first of all, he was wearing cargo shorts, so oh. that explains a lot. Yeah. Just right there. Right. Fair. So they hit it off right away, mostly because of the cargo shorts, because his shorts were holding his thing, so he could make friends. That's right. And they got in this conversation, and he's telling him about... I mean, I mean, Philip already knew about the knitting championship and knew who, who Muri was. Of course. But Philip talked Muri into coming over and hosting the competition for us. That's such a clutch win. You know, I, I know that she is not one to just kind of, like, do these things, you know, especially not for, for chance meetings. So, I mean, kudos to him for getting her to come all the way over. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Also from Keith is our next team-building exercise, Adam. Yes. I love these. And it's called football bowling. <laughs> it's it, again another fantastic combo of stuff. Yeah, and, and you could take this literally. Like it's exactly what it sounds like. It is combining football with bowling. So there's ten pins set up on each side, and you are throwing footballs to try to knock down the pins. I mean, which is much better than trying to kick a bowling ball through a field goal. Yeah, I mean, no one can do that, right? <laughs> well, I mean. There are those who can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to travel across campus and stop in to find the new selections at the intern library. Oh, man. Yeah, it's such a good resource for our employees. It really is. So the book of the week this week comes from our good friend and fellow intern, Dave Champa. Yes. The American Association of Patriots presents... How to talk to your cat about gun safety and abstinence, drugs, Satanism, and other dangers that threaten their nine lives. <laughs> yeah, you know, Satanism in the cat, in the cat community is, is, is pretty rough, man. I would say rampant. Yeah, it's true. It's a real problem. Real problem. Yeah, unlike humans, I mean, fortunately, cats have nine lives, but there's a lot of things threatening those lives. Yeah, and you don't want to burn them all, like, quickly, you know? Yeah, so stop by and pick up that selection. Do it for the sake of your cat. For sure. And as always, look out for Luke and the Bookmobile. It should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. Yes. Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? I think we have to. More Platinum Level content right after this. from MacGuffin Industries. This week's episode is brought to you by Super Broom. Ever get your legs stuck in a bucket while working all the live long day? 
Your child ever made the questionable decision to lodge their giant head betwixt the railings of the stairs? Then Super Broom is for you. As the name implies, it's a broom that's super. Why, you ask? The broom engineers over at MacGuffin Industries have spent years perfecting the design of the Super Broom to help you dislodge appendages from small crevices with ease, comfort, and swiftness. It's got all the handle of a broom, but none of the broom. Some say it's just a stick or a broom without a sweeper, but it's so much more than that. It saves lives. It's a bird. It's a plane. No. It's Super Broom. Um, I think we ought to try to recruit some of those broomgineers uh, over to our kind of, you know, little family over here. I have to be completely honest, Adam. I'm a little confused by the Super Broom. I, th- I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. Well, it- it's... It's it's a broom without any, without the broom part. Are you questioning the broom engineers of MacGuffin Industries? No, no, I would I would never do that. I, I actually I'm quite thankful that there's an apparatus out there that can quite easily remove appendages from small crevices. Yeah, that's that seems like a super item to me. Yeah, I take it back. I'm totally on board with the super broom. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. It's a surprise you weren't picking up on that one. I just need you to talk me through it. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for doing that for me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Welcome back. For more information about Super Broom, uh, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam, this is Staff Meeting 2.0, which means this is the part of the meeting where we discuss our latest polls. Hey, sweet. Actually, would you mind passing me some of that uh, aspect that you got sitting over there? I know that Tiff, Tiff made extra for this meeting. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Thanks, man. Okay, here you go. You got for, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks. It's plenty. Thanks. Do you need a fork? No, I'm using my hands. I'm using my hands. Oh, perfect. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's jump into our polls. This month, Elimination Poll brings us a number of food-related polls. Ooh. It's not a stupid Dr. Pepper one, though, right? No, while the rest of us celebrate it, we are happy to allow you to put it behind you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, these are all standard polls, not elimination polls or brackets. Oh, okay. And we're just going to go through these relatively quickly. So, the first one from Paul is, how do you stir your drinks? And what he means by this is either clockwise or counterclockwise. How do you stir your drinks? Well, I mean, clockwise is the correct answer because it's bad luck to do it counterclockwise. Duh. Is that right? I've never heard it's bad luck. Yeah. No, yes. It's totally bad luck. Yeah, that that shit will ruin your day. (laughs) (laughs) Counterclockwise. Wow. Okay. Well, coincidentally, I was doing it correctly, but I'm sure glad I didn't do it incorrectly because I don't want bad luck the rest of the day. Wait, you've been doing this by accident the whole time? Dude, you dodged a bullet. I mean, I didn't know that, but uh, clearly I have been. Well, anyways, 77%, Adam stir their drinks correctly in a clockwise manner. Perfect. And you and I both were on the majority side, which means a win has occurred. Yes, queen. Now, unfortunately, 23% of people were not on the winning side. They have terrible luck, and they 
stir their drinks counterclockwise. Well, I do think that it's our job to you know advise and correct as necessary. So hopefully this is an example of that. Yeah. Consider it done. Our next poll, also from Paul, is regarding peanut butter. Ooh. And very simply, it's, do you prefer smooth or chunky peanut butter, Adam? Well, there's nothing simple about that question, first of all. But if you had to limit it to like a sandwich, then crunchy is the correct answer. Well, you can choose between smooth or chunky. Did I say crunchy? No, you said it correctly, but it's it's crunchy. So, so you've... You've chosen a third option that wasn't part of the poll. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in any case, 57%, Adam, voted for smooth. 57? Yep. Uh, What is wrong with you people? Now, among those 57% was me. Oh, God. Which means I was on the majority side, Adam, and a Uh. win did occur. (laughs) You were not on that side. You were on the other side where 43% of people voted for Chunky. And for you, for you, a win did not occur. What's it like playing with Eli, man? Or LeBron? (laughs) I mean, you keep saying that, but um, I mean, 57% agreed with me. Uh, This this group sometimes is really, really, you know, perplexing to me. And I think the person that really drove it home was Bob Haynes when he said, Chunky is lazy. It's just unfinished peanut butter. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it takes like love and care to know how much, you know, to, to continue to leave that in there, you know, and to make the right amount of chunked cream. Come on. This is not just laziness, Bob. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, Bob, well said. I agree with you. And you and I were both on the majority side. So we are winners. Uh. And our last poll from Paul, also food related. He posed the question, What's the best breakfast cake? And this was based on a post by Kerry Dykes. And he accidentally left it open for people to add options. So it it got a little broader. Of course. But the options, well, let me just say what the results were. So best breakfast cake, 37% of people voted for waffles. Which I agree with that. Particularly what I like is Belgian waffles because they're kind of the thick and a little Mm -hmm. bit flaky crunchy. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've got, you know, the bigger the bigger squares where you can fill them with fresh fruit and whipped cream and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I find that delicious. So I don't re- even remember how I voted. I probably voted for waffles, but 37% said waffles. 30% said French toast. 20% said pancakes. And this is where it really fell off a cliff. 6% said crepes. 3% said Dutch baby pancakes, which I don't even know what those are. And tied for last, both with 2%, were Johnny Cakes, which apparently are cornmeal pancakes, and breakfast burritos. Right. Well, breakfast burritos is not a cake, which is ridiculous. Right. And and, and, and I'm, so I'm willing to agree with that. I mean, I didn't hear hoe cakes on there, which is interesting. Right. You know what that sounder means? How could I not? This is one of our favorite new segments, buddy. (laughs) As long as it ends well, we're good. (laughs) Yep, that's right. It is time once again for the Ed Asner Death Clock update. I've got good news. As far as I know, Ed Asner is still alive 
and there are only 227 days until Tiff can no longer hold me personally responsible for his death. Well, that's that's great news. I mean, he did call in the last time, so we knew for sure. Oh yeah, that he yeah, was yeah. alive. Now it wasn't just a hollow claim by me. <laughs> right, it was an authenticated call in. Now I, I do want to point out. As we introduce the members of the ensemble who create that theme song, do you know the name of the bass player of the band Death Clock? <laughs> is this the band member that you identified at our last meeting? Nope, that was the lead singer whose name is Nathan Explosion. This is the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know this was an ongoing bit, but I love it. Yes, please tell me who the, who the bass player is for Death Clock. His name is one William Murderface. <laughs> 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 well of course it is in fact if you play that whole clip there right you cut it off right after they said the bass player's name they said william murderfers 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 he said three times <laughs> <laughs> well i like it that they all have really normal first names and then absurd last names yeah, you wouldn't expect these farm boys, you know, to have such, you know, stellar careers in the world of metal. In fact, their career is so popular that they have the world's fourth largest economy. So if the band does poorly, then the world's economy does poorly. So we really need them to keep doing well. Oh, well, then then in, in a sign of support, we'll continue to use their theme song. Perfect. You know, they released an album completely dedicated to fish. It was for fish ears only, not intended for humans. Huh. Okie doke. Yep. Well, not not only do we give you an update on the Ed Asner death clock, but also some fun facts about death clock. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like it was two fun facts. He's alive, and the bass player's name is William Murderface. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, it's not often during episodes do you surprise me with things, but you certainly did this time. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's my pleasure. It's what I it's what I bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Adam, with that behind us, it is time for our second installment of the new version of our apartment segment. Oh, yes. This is good. This is this is so much more streamlined. Yeah. So we, we debuted this on March the 12th during the March Madness event on Podfix Presents. That's the podcast that we put on with our fellow members of the Podfix Network. Mm-hmm. The updated version of the apartment segment is shorter, but allows us to review and admit more candidates. But most importantly... It gives almost all the power to the members of our organization for choosing who gets in. Right. Now, in our last meeting, we admitted Eddie Money, Rip Taylor, and Rick Ocasek into our 14th apartment. Ginger Baker, Larry Junstrom, and Koki Roberts now occupy our 15th apartment. And Robert Forster kicked off our 16th apartment. Hmm. So, yeah, we're, we've, we've got quite the complex coming along. Yes, we sure do. So now let's announce this month's new residents. The following candidates will automatically get in because they received enough votes in the intern's choice poll, which is posted monthly in our Facebook group, which of course is called the Gravity Beard Interns. So here we go. Ready, Adam? I can't wait. Our first candidate was nominated by Dave Champa. That is Carol Spinney. I'm probably saying that wrong, but he got 35% of the vote. Spinney was the the Big Bird Muppeteer for nearly 50 years. Hollywood Reporter announced that he died recently at the age of 85. Next, CBS News reported that pioneering actress and Oscar nominee Diane Carroll passed away recently at the age of 84. She was nominated by Tom Coe and got 23% in our poll. 
That means that Carol Spinney and Diane Carroll will join Robert Forster to round out our 16th apartment. Well, I would like to say that you did pronounce that correctly because I, in fact, know a person who made a customized cuckoo clock for Carol Spinney when he retired from Sesame Street. Are you serious? Swear to God. Super Holy interesting. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Carol Spinney. Now to kick off our 17th apartment. Our next candidate was nominated by Krista Voss, and that is Robert Evans. He got 23% of the vote. And <laughs> this is a favorite candidate of one Jeff Morrow. I don't know if Jeff's listening, but congratulations to Robert Evans. He is the Paramount executive and producer of Chinatown and Urban Cowboy, who died at the age of 89. News of his death was delivered by Variety Magazine, and I don't know that much about it, but Jeff insists that his life story was quite a roller coaster, and if you have time, you should look into it. Hmm. And last, and (laughs) I'm going to do my best to say this correctly, our last candidate was nominated by Bob, Paul, and Tiff, and that would be Rene Aubergenois. Do you know who that is? Nope. So he was best known for his appearance in the TV show Benson and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He also played Father Mulcahy in the film version of MASH. Oh. And he is an automatic entry into an apartment because he got 19% in the, in the poll. Now, Albert Genois died at the age of 79, and news of his passing was brought to us by the Washington Post. So that means that Evans and Albert Genois will fill the first two rooms in our 17th apartment. Wow. Now, what that means, Adam, of course, under our new procedure, is that unfortunately the following candidates, and in this case, they got zero votes. So the following candidates who got zero votes in our intern's choice poll will only get in if either you or I decide to use our special privilege to admit them. Okay. Are you ready for these candidates? Totally. So the first was nominated by Krista Voss. That is Shelley Morrison. She is the actress best known for playing the maid Rosario on the TV show Will and Grace. Uh, the next candidate also nominated by Chris was Tom Lyle. He is the comic book artist best known for his work on Spider-Man. Next is nominated by Keith. That is Fred Cox, the former Minnesota Vikings kicker. Then the next candidate is, is nominated by Keith and Krista Voss. That is Rudy Bosch. He is one of the most popular cast members from the very first season of CBS reality show Survivor. He is a military veteran, and I thought this was interesting, one of the very first people ever to be inducted into the Navy SEALs. Wow. Yeah. Next is a candidate nominated by Casey Jones, our cheese bandit, and that Mm -hmm. is Freddie Jones. He is an English actor who amassed over 214 acting credits over a nearly 70-year career in acting. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, seriously. And finally, our last candidate who, is, who doesn't have automatic admission was nominated by Phil Rude, and that is Robert Garrison. He is also an actor known for playing Tommy from the first two Karate Kid movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. It's totally awesome. All right, Adam, would you like to use your privilege on any of these candidates? Nah. None of them? No. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to use mine. Oh, good. Who? Yes. And I think this is going to surprise you, but I'm going to use mine on Rudy Bosch. Yeah, I I accept that because of his service to our country. 
I yeah. don't give a about Survivor. <laughs> All right. So you may not be a fan of the TV show Survivor, but you do have to admit that it is an absolute juggernaut in the reality TV category. Yeah. Yep. So right now they're airing their 40th season of that show. Yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah. And it's still, even after even after 20 years and 40 seasons, it is still probably the most popular reality TV show on television. That just I don't know anyone who watches it, except for you. Well, in any case, he was on that first season, and on that first season of the most po- popular reality TV show, he was the most popular cast member. Yeah, no, he's a legend. And, like you said, he's a military veteran and in one of the first classes of the Navy SEALs. So, I mean, is is he super duper famous? You know, is he Robert De Niro or, you know, Neil Peart? Nope. But um, for the reasons that we just stated, I'm going to use my special privilege and induct Rudy Bosch. Yeah, I'm down. He's a legend. Which means, and, and I, I, like, I like this combination, that means that Rudy will join the insane producer Robert Evans and actor Rene Aubergenois to take the last room in our 17th apartment. He will kick their asses. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got the wheels off Robert Evans, then you have a former Navy SEAL, and then you have the actor that played Father Mulcahy all in the same apartment. <laughs> Excellent. I love that so much. And by the way, those odd combinations is exactly why we do the apartment segment. Of course, without question. All right, Adam, it is time for the hotline. Yes, queen. Love this. All right, let's just kick it off. Adam, here's our first message. (laughs) How are you now, Gravity Beard interns? It's your boy, Tori, and this is how I talk. Yes. Hey, Tori. I'm doing this one more time because my phone made a weird noise the first time. I'm not sure if I got it all. But here it goes. It's the thing from Letterkenny. Plague. Preoccupied people punch pedestrians purchasing paper for the pooper. Prepare for public panic. Plan proper precautions. Please produce productive resolutions. Pack picnics preferably on pontoons. And there you have it. there you have it and there it is that was nicely done wow so for people that don't understand what that was there was a post in our facebook group the gravity beard interns that was uh pandemic related with a bunch of words that were really hard to say and that was (laughs) we 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 asked some people to call in and give it an attempt and tori did a great job yeah tori is one of those people that when you talk to him in person he he you just can't stop laughing he, <laughs> he has a, a brand of comedy that just makes you giggle and, and you can't stop because he's so funny that is correct i 100 percent agree and if you want more tory because that was only like 30 seconds you can listen to his podcast hutchins strutton yeah what a great tory like name yeah for sure <laughs> that's a great way to that is a very tory like name <laughs> all right adam it's time for our next message <laughs> Hello, Gravity Beards. This is Cookie Monster, and this is how I talk. Hey, buddy. C is no longer... (coughs) (coughs) For... (coughs) For Cookie. Huh. C is for coronavirus. Oh, no. And this is 
devastating for the Cookie Monster. Because all I want is for the world to have cookies, not for the world to have coronavirus. I just want a cookie. <laughs> C is for cookie, and that is good enough for me. Cookie Monster, out. I thought for sure he was going to say C is for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It sounds like Cookie Monster has, has COVID-19. Aww. All right. Well, Cookie Monster, our, our, we're sending you thoughts and prayers as we are supposed to do in this <laughs> dark time. So sorry, buddy. I didn't realize that Muppets were susceptible to the coronavirus. Yeah. Animals are not, but Muppets are. Oh, that's terrible news. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, best of luck, Cookie Monster. Adam, that means it's time for our third message. <laughs> Perfect. This is Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> and this is how I talk. Great. I saw the poetic challenge and thought I should call in and show you, Gravity Beards, just how it's done. <laughs> Dearest creature in creation, study English pronunciation. I will teach you in my verse. Sounds like corpse, core, horse, and worse. I will keep you Susie busy. Make your head with heat grow dizzy. Tear and I, your dress will tear. Show shall I, oh, hear my prayer. Just compare heart, beard, and herd. Dies and diet, lord and word. Sword and sword, retain in Britain. Mind the latter, how it's written. Now I surely will not plague you with such word as plaque and ague. But be careful how you speak. Say break and steak, but bleak and streak. Oven, cloven, how and low, script receipt, show poem and toe. Hear me say, devoid of trickery. Daughter, laughter, and terpescore. Typhoid, measles, topsails, aisles, exiles, smiles, and reviles, scholar, vicar, and cigar, solar, mica, war, and far, one anemone, balmoral, kitchen, like in laundry, laurel, Gertrude, German, wind, and mine, seen, melpomene, but this is where I stop, for I now have proven my powers, Emperor Palpatine, Dunskis. That was amazing. Yep. Boy, two good submissions already. Like, I mean, wow. That was really impressive from both of those guys. So Emperor Palpatine reached out to me recently. Okay. And he wanted me to pass along to everybody that he's actually on tour right now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he's taking a break from terrorizing the galaxy. And he's outperforming performing poetry. I'm not sure that he would classify it as terror, though. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe just like rain or, you know, like a rule. Yeah, so he, so he stepped down from his position, mm. if only mm. temporarily, because he, he was really, he's really gotten into poetry. And so he's out touring. He's doing some original works and some works of others where he's doing these readings. But um, yeah, if you want to go on his website, he's got a website. Um, poetry by Palpatine. 
and com, and, and you can get all the details of where he's going to be. I, he did a great job. I think that I would go see that performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mostly he's going to be on college campuses. Yeah, and, of course. You have to start the circuit at the college campuses. Right, right. He's, he's doing some, some coffee shops and some other places, but it's really compelling oh. stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so check it out. Go to Poetry by Palpatine and figure out when he's going to be at a at a cafe near you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm signing up right now. I'm already online. <laughs> well, you've already gotten your tickets, haven't you? I, I did. I got the advanced ones, yep. Yeah, Thanks sure. to you talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, well, Adam, how about uh, our fourth message? Let's do it. Hey, Gravity Beards. This is Luke, and this is how I talk. Hey, oh, buddy. Hey, Luke. You know, I don't just call in. Sometimes I have to rap. <laughs> Kate, this one's for you. Yeah. Yo, GBIs, let's kick it. Stop, collaborate, and podcast. See Adam in the break room real fast. Toph has called a meeting to order. GBI has got no borders. Will it ever stop? Oh, I don't think so. Platinum level content at Will Flow. Talking about the stupid thing in the new serious combos about them that will choose. Golden shovels pulled out. Entertaining things that to talk about. What's on that plate over there? Is that actually edible or just hair? Eat it or starve? I just don't mind. Let's all take a poll and answer it this time. If we got a problem, Paul will solve it. Elimination polls lead your answer below with gravity beers. <laughs> this rap about gravity beers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to subject you to this. But hey, Kate, you're up. Dunskis. Dude, I, I, I can't even describe to you how glad or how much I cannot wait for this episode to come out so I can just like replay that glorious piece of audio platinum level content. <laughs> oh my god, that was graphite. <laughs> <dude. laughs> oh man, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've had the little ditty thing in my head since the last time we recorded. And then I played it when, we, when the new episode launched. And now I have yet even more. I was not anticipating this much of a treat. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is so wonderful. I I, I don't know really what Luke is up to other than just sending us amazing audio gold. (laughs) But but what I hope he's up to is doing a complete LP. Oh man. I, I hope he's doing I hope he's doing an entire you know, I don't know what you know what's an album, ten or twelve songs. Well, back in the old days, it was 16, so he would have quite the scene in front of him. But you know, even if he did an EP, you know, I'd be happy with that. With like five or six songs? Yeah. Well, either way, he's he's um, assembling quite a track list of, of really good material. I don't want to ask too much of him or like you know put a boundary on him. I'll take 100 songs if they're, you know, <laughs> if you want to send them, you know. A box set of sorts. It's like a hundred songs on a hundred and five discs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if there's more to come. He hasn't said one way or the other, but I've certainly enjoyed the first two installments. Oh my god, dude! Like I, I had tears <laughs> in my eyes. That was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and last month we heard from Luke from the road. So 
He's out there making it happen. Yeah, it's like, we, it's like we got our Luke back. Yeah, it's pretty great. It makes me so happy. Me too. All right. Well, Adam. Thanks, Luke. That meant a lot. Yeah, for sure. Adam, how about our fifth message? Uh, five is a great number. In fact, it stands for five golden rings. Well, it's coming at you right now. <laughs> well, hello, Gravity Beards. It's such a lovely, lovely thing for you to hear my voice. True. I have not contacted you for a long time because I, just like Raj Agul, have spent some time in the Orient, perhaps playing with chemicals, perhaps playing with puppies. But in this chaotic <laughs> time, I needed to tell the Gravity Beards that, Batman, you are now on my list. Uh-oh. I am yeah. coming for you, Batman. You know, Gravity Beards, why you have not heard from him in a long time? Because he is scared. Mm. Scared because he cannot find toilet paper. (laughs) 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 Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I crack myself up. Adam, Chris, continue on. Your podcast is a joy to my world. The Gravity Beard Facebook page. Nothing but hilarity. Oh. Batman, your time has come to an end. Bane Dunskis. <laughs> okay, well, wow. I mean, first of all, I mean, I Batman, man, that's that, that's tough. But on the bright side, he's not wrong. Our Facebook page is filled with hilarity. That's and, true. And, and yeah. excellent contributions. So thanks, Bane. I appreciate the feedback. Well, I, I think you picked up on it too. One, he's he's in our Facebook group, and two, he's been listening to our podcast. Dude, between him and the Emperor, I feel like we have a pretty significant roster of villainy that are fans, which I really like. Yeah. You know, that are giving us great support. So, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, yeah, super. This is amazing. And also, he called out Batman. So, Batman, you got to step up. Yeah, yeah, Batman needs to kind of. I mean, I just kind of assumed that he used the battering for toilet paper, but hey, you know, I, I feel like Bane would know more than I would. Yeah, who knows? And also, I like where he said he was in the Orient. Either playing with chemicals or playing with puppies. Yes, either playing with chemicals or puppies. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it could one have of been those either two one. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we'll never know. No, no, not unless he reveals all. <laughs> I don't think he'll do that. That's not mm. how this works. I think you're right. All right. Adam? Yes? How about our sixth message? Six geese a-laying, man. Six messages a-laying. Brother Toast! Oh. Brother Adam! What's happening, y'all? It's Peter the Velvet! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. How's everything going, y'all? <laughs> hey, listen, listen to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. To your listeners, all right? I am not perfect. This is the third take. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's, guys? Yeah, this is practice. the third take. Um, you guys won't hear the first two takes, but I wanted to be honest with your listeners and let them know, no, Peter DeVilbis is not perfect. <laughs> nope. I won't spread that lie. I screw up with the best of them, all right? But let's get to this. The last time I called, about two months ago, all right, in passing, I mentioned... The cartoon Skeletor. 
All right? That's true. And I don't want to hear nothing from you ladies out there who say that you don't like men, all right, who act like little boys watching cartoons. I don't give a crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right? I am the Daffy Duck of the Gravity Beer Podcast. You understand? The quack daddy, daddy quack. All right? It's true. So respect that. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sorry. I'm I'm really stupid. Um... (laughs) Talking about Skeletor, all right? As far as I'm concerned, the Al Pacino of cartoons, greatest tirades of all time, right, in a cartoon. And an episode I want y'all to peep, if you ever get the chance, episode called Evil Seed, all right? The evil forces and the good forces of of Eternia had to get together to stop a a common foe who was taking over Eternia by the name of Evil Seed, all right? He was a plant guy or something like that, <laughs> right? And they and they they freaking uh, got with Skeletor, wanted him to come to Grayskull to help them out. And that dude said the greatest line ever, as far as I'm concerned. This guy said, <laughs> "Never, never will I step foot into Castle Grayskull until the day I'm its conqueror." You understand me? What? Woo! <laughs> The greatest. <laughs> Applaud that man. You understand where I'm coming from? All right? I had to freaking get back at y'all with that because I think I do a pretty good Skeletor impersonation. Totally. And I had to freaking kick that line for the uninitiated. Go back and check that thing out, man. You understand? Skeletor is the freaking Al Pacino of cartoons, <laughs> and that line was his Attica. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right? And that's it, man. Um... I gotta, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> this was my third take, and I'm supposed to be out of here a long time ago. Peace, and I'm out of here. Five thousand. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Dude, I, I have to say that, like, it took every part of me not to like jump out of my chair and and shout for joy. But in my new office here at the place, I I share a wall with my oldest son, mm. so we have not yet soundproofed. We're gonna we're gonna tear down this wall, Mr. Gorbachev, and we're gonna soundproof it so that we can record podcasts in here quietly. I mean, also for like work calls, but we know the real reason is for podcasting. So there's a special way that you build right. a wall. But that is the reason why I did not jump out of my chair when I heard what's happening, y'all. It's Peter DeVilvis. Woo. Woo. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I yeah. did it visually, but the listener cannot hear that. I can that. confirm that you did do it visually. Yeah, it's it's just when I when I hear that voice, it's like this this fountain of happiness erupts, <laughs> and I don't have I can't just sit still. I have to open it up. So now, Chris, it looks like we got some homework from Peter to build this. We have to go watch Evil Seeds. Well, there was a lot to unpack in that message. A shitload. <laughs> so first of all, he said he's not perfect. Now listen, there's not a human, there's not a perfect human being out there, and. It's true, Peter. You're probably not perfect. However, we wouldn't change a thing about you. So I'll say that. Also, I feel like every time Peter calls, he kind of schools us. Like, like, like he educates us. That's right. Yeah, there's, ne- there's never not a takeaway from a Peter to Vilba's call. Or multiple takeaways. Right, yeah. The, seldom is there, is there only one. And mo- you, there's multiple. And I actually am going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that he is perfect. I think that he probably messed up those two messages on purpose in order to kind of like meet the commoner like us like you know you and i 
Mm, I, I don't think sense. I don't think those were accidental. I think he was part of his grand plan to kind of make it seem like he was, and to give us all hope that one day we sure. too could be like Peter Devilda's. But we all know that's not true. I see that. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think maybe yeah. you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Adam. Normally, when we play a message from Peter Devilbus, that means that our meeting is about to conclude. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I hate that. But not today. What? Are you serious? Not today. No, sir. This. Okay. What is going on here? I have one more thing to play for you, Adam. Are you ready? Yes, of course. And here you go. Our seventh message. Yes. Brother Toth, brother Adam. What's happening, y'all? It's Peter the Vilbis. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right? The pandemic's not going to keep me down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Hey, man, I wanted to call y'all because I wanted to see how everybody was uh, doing during these uh, tough times. All right? Um, you know, I was, I was uh, DM'd a little while ago by Brother Toast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To possibly leave a coronavirus message for you people. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Anybody listening to this, I want you to open your ears and listen to what I'm going to freaking tell you. I'm going to give you a <laughs> bit of, of the Vilbis wisdom. All right? <laughs> we need this. The Vilbisdom. <laughs> 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 hey, I tried, man. It didn't work. Anyway, listen. Yeah, it did. All yes, right? it did. One of the most important things I could tell you for the coronavirus and when you go out there in these streets, all right, in these pandemic streets, all right, you ready for this? Yes. Look both ways before crossing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, I, I'm, I'm being serious, all right, because some of y'all are so worried about this thing and you may never even freaking get it, and you're not freaking paying attention to what you're doing when you're freaking walking out in these streets, all right? You can still get hit by a car. You can still get mugged, all right? <laughs> so keep your eyes open, all right? Don't be out there if you don't have to be, all right? Don't be a freaking jerk, all right? Do not be out there if you don't have to be, and if you have to be, be cautious, all right? And, you know, and take care of yourselves, all right? Um, you know what I'm saying? I, wanna, I want everybody to be safe during this uh, rough time, and you, know, and, let's, and, you know, let's just get through it. And then we can get back to, um, you know, to um, being mad at everybody. Right now, be happy with everybody, all right? Peace. <laughs> Later. There you oh, go, Adam. I think my heart has exploded from too much happiness. We got a rap from Luke and two Peter DeVilma's messages, plus, uh, I mean, plus Bane and the Emperor. Oh, my God, dude. I just, I reached out to Peter because if there's anybody we need to hear from, Specifically regarding what's going on, it's him. You know what? I think we need to escalate this to like a national level. Like, do you think that our country would be so divided right now if PDV was like president? No. No, not at all. Because he would be like, hey, Congress, you need to get your freaking head out of your freaking butts and get some freaking (laughs) results done for the American people. Yeah. He's the man we need at these times. Yeah, he. Yeah, see, and, and and this is where in movies fate would prompt you know elevate him to the man we need right now. Well, and like we said regarding his last message, and this was an even more important message. Some really valuable takeaways. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. For the betterment of our listeners and their Gravity Beardians and the world. Yeah, absolutely. If there was any way that I could cause every man, woman, and child on our entire planet to hear his message, I would do that. God, you know what? Before I die, I hope that I get to I get to hear a woo in person. <laughs> that's, that's that's kind of like what it really is coming down to nowadays. <laughs> when you meet him, you want him to greet you and, and go through the entire opening that he normally goes through? Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's happening, y'all? <laughs> it's Peter DeVille with... I mean, because I can imagine Woo. him not being afraid to do that, like in a restaurant. Because I imagine this the scene playing out like this: I get to the restaurant early because I'm super early to everything. I'm having a drink, and then he would walk in, catch me looking at the door that I heard open. He'll look at me at the bar, and then from across the room, be like, "Brother Adam, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Peter DeVilles." And then, like, the restaurant would probably be very irritated or maybe just not do anything because it would be New York. And uh, then we would embrace in a gentleman's hug and then break bread and share a drink. But, yeah. So, if I get if I get coronavirus and I am on my deathbed, I want a video call from Peter Vilvis. So, you're saying this, this is your dying wish? Is to, yeah. 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 I feel like I'd be an obnoxious, like dying wish guy because I'd just be like, "Hey, listen, I'm dying. I, I got, I, I got a list. <laughs> <laughs> First thing on the list, Peter DeVilles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, Adam. Well, we got some bonus Peter, so I definitely, <laughs> as much as <laughs> thanks, Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> bonus Peter. <laughs> so I, I definitely don't have any further ado. Uh, yeah, no. Tonight, I don't want any more. We that was so much ado that I think that my my ado heart is happy. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, let me finish up with some brief credits before we go. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoyed the show, please tell another human about it. Word of mouth is the best way to grow an independent podcast like this one. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. You can now listen to the show on Radio Haver. See all the details in our show notes. Music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them on the YouTube audio library. Promotional consideration this episode comes from Justine and Santiago and the talented team at We're With You. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. And remember, guys, we care about you so that you don't have to. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. I'm going to hit record. I'm going to hit record. I'm going to hit record. It's the Studio B mix. Yeah. You can use that for our music bed now so that Keith doesn't have to do it.